I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for prelim final week 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is thrilled. Grand final week is finally here. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Ah, uh, g'day, buddy. I know it's a it's a huge week on on people's calendars. This is what we this is what we all strive for, and and people are excited that you know we've gotten down to the final two. But uh, I'm I'm pumped for a different reason, Michael. Oh, how so, Adam? Five years ago, uh, you you mocked me. I went into the trademark office. I sat down and I said, "I've got a list of phrases that I would like to I would like to lock off and make my own." Much like Nick Giannopoulos owns the word "wog." Is that true? Uh, Is that a real fact? He tried to. Oh, okay, said, gotcha. They said uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but they said to me, "Mate, you're a genius, and we're going to allow you to." Uh, to trademark whatever phrases you want. So I have copyright on these and I get uh, a lot of money every time they're used. And mm. so the one that I went down with first and people mocked me and said, people aren't going to use this, Adam. This is a waste of time. This is a waste of our time, they said at the trademark office. Mm-hmm. And I said, you mark my words. The big dance. <laughs> I said, people will start referring to the grand final as the big dance. And you go, and they said, why would they do that? It's a game of footy. It's nothing to do with dancing. <laughs> They'd be foolish. It'd be stupid for, for journalists and television broadcasters to do such a thing. And I, and I said, mate, it'll come to the point that they won't even refer to it as the grand final. No, you're right. And they'll even go on the AFL website and they will say, it's time for the big dance. I actually think one of the recommendations that slipped through under the radar last week from mm. that rules committee is that they recommended to the com- commission, instead of it being called the grand, grand final from now on, it'll be mm. called the big dance. The big dance, yeah. How many big dances have you won? Yeah. Oh, you're a, four, you're a four-time big dancer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the prelim will now be referred to as the game before the big dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, mate. Mate, he choked in the big dance. You don't want that. You don't want that labeled against you, do you? <laughs> You know, that, that would be a stain on your career to go through. You played 350 games, but uh, you never, never got to the big dance. <laughs> that will hurt. So while I was in there, I thought, what else could I, what else could I trademark while mm-hmm. I'm there? And I have become... Two birds, one stone, yeah. Yeah. I, the reason that you and I are doing very well <laughs> is because I went in there and I said, uh, foot candy? They said, that doesn't make sense. I go, mate. <laughs> they, I said, you know how you can sell hand candy? They go, yeah, well, that makes sense. It's like a bork. <laughs> I said, we don't call it a bork anymore, it's hand candy. <laughs> I said, but foot candy. And they said, how do you do that? Well, I go, well, it's when you sort of go to kick it, but you don't. And I go, that doesn't make sense. You're a fucking moron. I go, mate, please, write it down. Uh, remember, remember my name, Adam Rosenbachs. Yeah, shake and bake. Shake and bake, yeah, obviously, ahead of your time. Because they said, what's a shake and bake? And I said, well, it's like foot candy, you fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, an idiot? It's fucking Fox Footy's version of fucking foot candy. Jesus. Chaos ball. Yeah, yeah. Good, good one. Good one. Well, You're right said, to do what's that. A, what's a chaos ball? And I said, well, you know uh, those kicks you used to do in under 12s where your coach would go, mate, you're a fucking hack. Uh-huh. You can't 
you can't kick it all. Now, that's referred to as a chaos ball, <laughs> and it's a good thing, and it's going to be worth a lot of money to me. Yeah, players um, actually you know, practice the chaos ball now. Yeah. Uh, the other one I, I uh, trademarked a while back, competitive beast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I said, do you know how often someone will be referred to? I didn't expect not, that one. <laughs> not, not white line fever, not anything like that. He's a competitive beast. <laughs> That hurts me. Uh, and then just recently, I got another two done. Um, nightclub incident. <laughs> yeah. so, I, mean, I got a feeling that that'll come in a very handy. Yeah, I'm expecting a spike in that in uh-huh. the uh, in the next couple of weeks. And yep. also alongside that, I because you got a two for one deal, uh, positive B sample. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but yeah. uh, I mean, I I might be trying to come lately to this, but I I uh, just yesterday actually I trademarked uh, punched an Uber driver. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. <laughs> I feel like that's going to come in handy. Hey, but fucking hell, man. Collingwood's in the fucking grand final. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I... If, you, if you gave me odds at the start of the year, I would have said, I don't understand odds. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a betting man. <laughs> Can you draw a bit? Couldn't you put an emoji form? It's quite... Like, considering where Collingwood were at last year, like, uh, they went through a full review, Michael. Full. Full Absolutely. review. Full review. From the bloke below the president... <laughs> All the way down to the beach stutter. <laughs> it's incredible where they've come from. And yeah. just, um, they were in demolition mode on Friday night. That was unbelievable. Because isn't it amazing, like, when the Tigers are up and about and everyone said they looked unbeatable. You couldn't see how Richmond were going to lose. And that happens every time there's a favourite who's beaten. Yeah. You go, I can't, see, I can't see it being done. I can't see anyone doing it. Yeah, and then when sure. it happens, you're like... Oh yeah, no. Nah, I thought I thought that's the way they should do it. Yeah, no. I mean, you figured it was the kind of game where, gee, the Pies look look great the week before, and they got really close to the Eagles over there the week before that. In yes. the in the the third qualifying game, final, the third game before the big dance. And, yes. <laughs> and so you did think uh, there there was a possibility. You did think there was a possibility, more than a possibility. There was a, there was mm. a really good chance they could win it, but no one saw them doing it like that, did they? Uh, not at all. And you know, one thing I don't know whether um, this is probably. Fuck, I don't know if I'm breaking news here, but um, Collingwood's got an American. What? 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 In their forward line, he didn't grow up watching or playing AFL. Wait a second, I, I watched the game pretty pretty closely on Friday yeah, night, okay. and at no stage did I hear anything about a, 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 like American. Uh, I mean, you're telling a story. Like, I mean, you might probably make. What? Well, tell me about this American. Was he like? Is he seven foot tall? Yeah, <laughs> whatever, Adam. <laughs> Dreaming. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Apparently, he's um. I don't know if he's got family. No, what? No, he wouldn't have family over. He, they wouldn't. They would be able to make the flight all the way from America in no. one week to come and see him play whatsoever. Well, no, that, that's a very good point. But that, that's what I'm hearing. There's just the rumours that fly around, you know, and some of it take with a grain of salt. So I don't know if there's any, any uh, merit to that. But we'll, that's what I'm hearing, man. We'll, we'll jump on that. That was amazing, though, wasn't it? He, considering his first two weeks, which his first game was nothing short of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week in the semi-finals, a, he was. A oh, yeah. Do you mean do you mean first like finals? Do you mean or do you mean qualifying like, finals? Oh, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Because in his first game, I think might have even been Anzac Day and might have kicked a goal with his first kick. So I was going. I thought Rosie's going a bit harsh there. On, um, no, no, no. no this, this, real, this fictional American that would never yeah. actually happen. Yeah. No. Um. He was uh, horrible against the West Coast Eagles. He got better last week, mm. and then on Friday night he. Fucking owned he, Alex Rance. He clanked them from everywhere, didn't he? Uh, clunked them. Sorry, I oh, fuck. I said clank. I feel awful. I feel like I should uh, self-flagulate. 
Uh, but I, uh, so he kicked maybe three or four in the end. He kicked three in one quarter. He may have gotten to four. And he was marking them all around the ground. And you go, oh, yeah, that's right. You're seven foot tall. There is no way to fucking stop you if you are actually grabbing them. And they, they played it really well. And um, I was watching, you know where I saw some really good vision on the AFL website today? Oh, sheesh. Uh, on, on, I think on the wing, directly on the wing, that would be the best mate, way to watch the footage. Uh, not to uh, see what Mason no, Cox does, mate. Probably on the, deep in the forward pocket. Would that be the best way to watch the footage? Nah, Get the real not, idea? <laughs> so I'll, move, I I'll move around and I, I, I can't believe this is going to be the answer, but maybe behind the goals, would that be? It, it fucking told me everything. <laughs> it told me everything I needed to see. And that was, uh, he, he just dominated. Like he would push oh. Alex Rance in the chest off the ball and then run into open space and, yep. you know, plonk it on his head, which mm-hmm. is, his head's like nine foot above everyone else's head. It was one of the best games I've seen. And Damien Hardwick even said, he should be best on ground. And if you want to do some searching around on YouTube, there actually are can, some really interesting clips of Mason early on, like uh, coming over from the States to do a bit of a training session with North Melbourne and a few other uh, American players, and they're kind of just mucking around, and he's uh, in the ruck. And, yeah, you can actually kind of track some of his early development day, uh, days, so I do recommend that. It's quite interesting. It would be really hard, if you're an adult who's never played the game, to... To make it second nature, to be able to, you know, mm. handball in a split second or just do something that comes natural to all of us because we're all guns. Yeah, sure. Who yeah. grew up with it. Yeah. And he yeah. has to, th- you know, he's got to think about what he needs to do. Well, I think also the kind of the game plan too. When they say, do this, do that, and you go, what? Where am I going? Huh? Well, you know, the other thing I heard, and again, hearsay, rumours, you just hear this. Innuendo, through, yeah. Yeah. He's got a basketball background, <laughs> but you which know, buys you which buys you time. But you know what? He actually grew up a kind of soccer player. He was at college, he was a soccer player, and this might be a well-worn anecdote. So I apologise, mm. junk timers out there. But he got brought in in the college uh, system. He got brought into the um, uh, into their their women's team because they were playing a particularly tall female basketballer that week or in the upcoming weeks, and so they want to practice. How to oh, be okay. how to be around a really tall person? And so they said, yeah. "Hey, there's a guy play- who's seven foot tall playing soccer over there. What if we got him in to play basketball?" And then they were kind of watching him playing basketball, and they're like, "Hmm, wait a second, I've got an idea here. How about how- that seven foot tall guy <laughs> plays basketball? How about <laughs> that guy who's really close to the net?" <laughs> yeah, because you know those seven foot tall um, guys who play in the World Cup all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, Maradona. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's hard to tell on TV, but Maradona's <laughs> six foot ten. Anyway, that might be a bullshit fucking anecdote, but anyway, that was what I found in my research when he came on the beep test. So I'm going to stand by; it's true. I like it. And uh, Collingwood, you, can, you cannot find a player that just didn't do well. They were dominant all over. Jesus, Jordan Dugo is fucking good. Yeah, man. It was a little bit um, similar to that prelim in 2010 when Collingwood took about Geelong. Yes. And if I remember correctly, they weren't as dominant for the whole game like that, but it was like kind of in that, that second, third quarter, fourth quarter where they took they took off. And you just yep. went, oh, fuck. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This is domination. It but just shocked everyone. And there was a little period where Richmond kind of got back. You were thinking maybe, possibly, got within maybe four goals. And then Brody Grundy kicked that goal out of the ruck and it was all over. Yeah, it was done. It was toast. It was, uh, yeah, the, the fat lady was warming up at him. Mm. That, she wasn't going to the big dance. What, what was your take on uh, Dustin Martin? Should he have played that game? Uh, wasn't the words from Damien Hardwick, he would have killed me if I left him out? And I guess that's one time 
when you go, that's not a, uh, that's not an idle threat. Yeah, sure, sure. If Alex Rance said to you, I'll kill you yeah. if you leave me out, you go, he's a Christian man. He won't yeah. do it. Nah. But when, when Dusty says, looks you in the eye, and yeah. no, he, did, he didn't actually say it. No. But this is the vibe he got. Now, now, the vibe Dimmer might have got yeah. may not have been directly from Dusty. No. But might have been from a few of Dusty's dad's mates. Well, see, Dusty just pointed out to a car which had Dimmer's family in it. <laughs> and he said, if you ever want to see those... Uh, those people again that you love very much. Well, I think the I right... would suggest very strongly that I play in the preliminary final. Dimmer, gonna... me old mate. <laughs> we're really, we're really going to lose our toes at some stage. But we... <laughs> I mean, the line during the week from Neil Barn was that you know Dusty would have to be kidnapped mm. uh, to not play. When I think in reality uh, it was uh, more like um, other people were being threatened <laughs> with kidnapping yeah. Yeah. if Dusty didn't play. But he yeah. was uh, he was not good. He just he looked like he had no power, no acceleration, yeah, no yeah. strength in that knee. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as bad as the Juddy one in 07 when he couldn't he literally couldn't walk with the groins. Yes. Also, <laughs> what was your take on David Asprey, who had been in hospital for I think maybe that day he got out of hospital. I think it might have been only for the day or overnight. He'd had a really bad flu and was you know on a drip and stuff. And I mean, you saw me. Obviously, when I came out of hospital, I could play but i'm like i'm a fucking freak yeah sure no when i saw you lying in there i thought this is man ready for the big dance <laughs> <laughs> if there's a big dance he's a, yeah. he's in it now it's and they, most, they likely, it's most to... likely the chicken dance but he yeah, could do yeah. it yeah they wouldn't have even had to unhook me i could have that that fucking little pole that i was attached to that would yeah. have shaded me <laughs> oh, like yeah, a tagger <laughs> I, I would have shaken that off me that's how fucking fit and I also, I mean, it also would have been a testament to how smooth the MCG is, just how it could roll along perfectly smooth. <laughs> I love it's a that. very good surface, mate. If Eddie had it, would have fallen over. There's no doubt about that. He'd be that. shaking and baking and dripping. <laughs> now, but that, that would be, it would be a bad thing to put on, on David Asprey. They go, mate, you're out of hospital, but we need you to play, you know, up against Jordan Degoe, Will Hoskin Elliott, you know, Jaden Stevenson. There's a quick, a quick forward line. You go, you know, I was, you know, you guys sent me a card before. But there's also pick and choosing, isn't it? Like, and it's that kind of thing. The better the player you are, the more likely we can win with you. The more likely we're going to let you play, even though you may have an injury far worse than a lesser player who is actually fitter than you. Well, it's, it's that argument, isn't it? They say if he crosses the line, he's 100%. Well, you go, that's clearly untrue. You're lying. Yeah. No, you're right. Physically impossible. But if you had 100%, a player going at 100%, would he have done more than Dusty did on Friday night? And I would say he would have. Uh, yeah, what does he had about 19 touches, if I remember correctly? And most of them were handballs. He couldn't kick. Yeah, he couldn't go around too much. And I think if, I think if the, that's the idea that you can't use one d- big dimension of your game, then you're... Uh, I, yeah, I mean, again, you know, if he got fucking 35, he'd be a fucking hero. We're talking about how he got, you know, fucking, you know, fluid drained from his knee, like fucking three minutes before he ran out. He's a fucking hero, so... He did, mate. That's yeah. the thing about it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, I do love that idea, though. You run, a pl- you run a cross-white line and you're 100%. Mm. Just try that when you're in an actual place where people are sick. Like, as, I, no, no, no. <laughs> That's what they... When I was at the Royal Melbourne, they took me to the G <laughs> yeah. and they wheeled the bed across the, the wing and I said, I'm... I'm still... I'm not, I'm not feeling very well. And they're like, all right, he's, he's really sick. He's not 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I was supposed to get to 100, and I didn't. But I do love, I mean, you know, yeah, I love that idea. Like, yeah, the second you go across. And then they'll come out the the back end and be go, and then go, oh, you know, they were injured. And it's like, well, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When was he 100%? And when was yeah. he 100%? And also yeah. the idea of like, oh, if you win, they seem to be 100% more often than when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I got a theory on that. But Adam, we're bearing the lead. Obviously, Collingwood made the grand final, and we will get to the other game. But let's let's not, you know. But there's an even bigger dance in town. Yeah, Eagles fans out there. Yes, obviously, yes. You know, things they you get you complain that you know we don't talk about you guys enough, and we we're gonna fucking talk about you, and we're gonna fucking hang a bunch of shit on fucking Melbourne. Uh, but we do <laughs> have to talk about the live show happening post grand final, junk time, and two guys one cup crossover. Grand Final Live Edition on this Sunday after the Grand Final, September 30. It's going to be at the European Beer Cafe, 4 p.m. And I'm looking at the tickets right now, Adam. There are 39 tickets left. Shit, man. It's going to be chockers. tickets left, which, which means if, if we sell those 39 tickets tonight, mm. then we're going to move it to Rod Laver Arena on Thursday night at <laughs> 8.30. Um, there's no clashing. They've assured me it's completely... There's no... Well, I mean, our player review would be fucking spectacular, by the yeah, way. Well, our reenactment of great out. AFL moments, like the Ramsgate fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Sam Fav- Murray's B sample. Yeah, Fev pissing on the window of a restaurant in Chapel Street. No, it's very funny. It's very huge. Done in good, na- good natured, though. Um, so we got the tickets. We've got 39 tickets left. Uh, special guest flying out from New York, Collingwood fan, uh, Triple J for a decade. Uh, Hilarious, man. New Yorker cartoonist. Mm. Uh, Scott Dooley will be joining us. Collingwood fan heading out. And so... Oh, is he definitely joining us? Win yeah. or lose? Uh, yeah, well... Uh, well, I mean, lose, I suppose he won't want to, but he'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't realise that. There'll be four people texting going, where are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, haven't and, you, why haven't you come to talk about your humiliating loss? Ah, uh, yeah. But no, he'll be in great spirits no matter what. Dooley's is fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. So, yeah, it's going to be great. So where can people get tickets? At trybooking.com. Just type in uh, junk time or two guys or one cup or podcast or grand final or live show or even type in two guys, one cup, junk time, AFL podcast, grand final, live show because that's how it's listed. Mm-hmm. What about if I typed in big dance? What comes up? <laughs> yeah, that will come back. I redirected it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, every time you now type grand final into Google, you get big dance. Yeah, you get redirected. Fantastic. And if you are coming along, of course, our stubby holders will be available on the day. But if you're not... You know what? I reckon if you order them today, which will probably, this will be on the Monday when this uh, podcast comes out, junktime.bigcartel.com, you will have them in time for grand final day. I reckon if you get them in by Tuesday, I reckon they're almost guaranteed Australia-wide that they will get there. Any later than that, I, you know, you're probably going to be jumper punching uh, posty maybe on Monday, perhaps on Tuesday. It's on you. We're moving on. Fucking Eagles and Demons. Okay, fuck you, Demons. Fuck you. If they didn't come to play? Well, that they... I'm sure they came... Well, they... You know, whatever. I'm they didn't sure come they, to play. Yeah. They didn't come to play at all. But, like, no goals and a half. Come on, dudes. Like... Who do you think you are, Carlton? Come on. <laughs> they fucking smashed Melbourne. And I think it might be... And I might be getting this wrong, but I think it's about 80 years, maybe even 90 years, since the team has been held goalless in the first half in a final. Yeah. It, it was incredible. They, and they were 3-8 at quarter time. Like, it should have been... I mean, it was over, but it should have been more over. And they just, from, 
just everyone. Everyone fucking smashed everybody. It was ridiculous. Melbourne were pathetic. Now, am I right that the Optus Stadium is about the size of the MCG and was built with that purpose? Yes. Yeah, so because remember last time when they came over in 2015 and they just didn't handle the size of the field? That's what, like, when Luke Hodge kicked that goal from the boundary, the banana, you you probably remember it, left foot banana from the uh, left-hand pocket, Mm -hmm. and all the West Coast players were going... Oh, we thought he was out of bounds. That's <laughs> yeah. why. That's why we didn't go near him because our ground, our ground. You're in the front row there. We thought he was. We were waiting for the whistle. Yeah, we sure. didn't know. Sure, sure. When that when that guy was running out of the back line, I can't remember which guy it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Rowley tackled him down. Yeah, yeah. They thought that, that he thought that's like the fifth row over at uh, over yeah. at Subi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where did he come from? And he come from. The, I thought he was getting a hot dog. Yeah, sure. And when Ryan Showmakers kicked the goal, they were like, "That just wouldn't happen." <laughs> <laughs> So, I find this interesting, though, the idea that if we do get grounds built around the country or ground modifications, then surely they're all going to make them just the size of the MCG. So, does that mean the only team that... Well, I mean, you say that, but now too many teams are too far down the track. Like, uh, Geelong have just revamped their whole ground. It's longer and skinnier. Knock it down, build it again, size of the MCG. Yeah, knock it down, knock it down. They can play at the G while they Mm -hmm. rebuild their ground to play at the G. Yeah, okay, okay, Me- I like it. What? All but, right, so the, sw- the Swans, do they pull out the first 15 rows? Knock down the entire thing, build it again in the same model, that's the same style, you know, the nice little stands and the like, but size of the G. Because when have the Swans ever played well? <laughs> no, 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 that's a fair point. And also, it, it would affect, I mean, does that mean the cricket scoring would come down? Slightly larger ground, you're used to it, you know? What's more important, Adam? The Australian, oh, cric- completely agree. Australian cricket team winning the Ashes. Mm. Or the Swans saluting once more in the big dance. The Swans, everyone. I mean, that's yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer. Bomb shelter I, I, I comes down. Beanstalk comes down. Well, I mean, the bomb shelter is going to come down anyway once the Gold Coast folds. Fold. So there's no, there's no big deal in that one. Uh, I, I see what your point. Does it really matter for the Gold for GWS? They don't seem to make grand finals anyway. If anything, Adam, it could be a lesson learned for football grounds around the country everywhere. Like, and mm. also to teach our children very early on about the playing on the, uh, the, the grounds of the size of the MCG. So mm. I think every country in Australia should be changed to be the size of the MCG so that everyone from the age of five can learn what it's like to play on the MCG. So when they, they eventually play on the MCG, everyone's just yeah. like, who knows what could happen right here? Because since they've been five, they've been playing on the MCG. Yeah, the only difference is they've got slightly higher stands. Or do they build everything? The size of the MCG. Yeah, yeah. There we so, go. Like, okay. <laughs> so every country town is massively in debt and they've got a ground that can't be filled. But they've got they like have, 80 supporters there. But they're training their youth. <laughs> yes. So the under sevens is played on, this, on an, an empty MCG, but it's totally. still an MCG. Yeah, at eight in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. I don't mind that. I think it's the only way we're going to get quality footballers from a young age. So we move on to a bit of trade news, Adam? Oh, hang on. Before we get to that, we need to talk. So Jeremy McGovern, he's one of the best players at the West Coast Eagles. Something that I read about him this week that is, and I need the uh, junk time listeners to know this when they're watching the grand final on the weekend. So this came from Tom Barats was uh, talking on Triple M. And he was talking about, you know, some of the idiosyncrasies of, of his teammates before they get ready for a, for a game. And he says, we'll all be sitting around putting our boots on, having a yarn and stretching. So, you know, bit of a stretch, bit of a chat. What'd you mm-hmm. do on the weekend? You know, how's your A sample? What's up with your B sample? That sort of stuff. Yep. And he said, Gov, 
which is obviously Jeremy McGovern's nickname. I like it. Not Macca. Gov. Not Jezza. Gov's sitting here gnawing on his toenails. What the fuck? He's got the flexibility in him. Hopefully it's something you never have to see, but it's unfortunately burned into my brain. Nori. Jeremy McGovern can bite his toenails. Dude. That's fucking the most... Imagine playing on him knowing that. Even if you can get your foot to your mouth, you don't want to fucking put it in your mouth. Oh, I reckon you're not into... You haven't got a toe fetish? Well, I mean... <laughs> how's your mum going? Is she right? <laughs> <laughs> Bite your own toenails. Okay, that's a hot topic. That is a call-in for our Junk Time AFL live show. Okay, who's out there can uh, bite their toenails? Give us a call on Junk Time 308. That is fucking... 308. <laughs> that is remarkable. You can bite your own toenails. That, I, I, I reckon... I'm looking at my feet now. I can get it to maybe my knee. Oh, yeah, fuck, I'm watching it, you now. Let's, let's have a, a very, Let's have a visual thing where we can't... On no, an no, audio no. product... If you're a junk timer, you're listening to this on public transport. I get it up to my thigh. If you're driving your car, if you're driving your car, junk timers, don't worry about who's around you. Try and get your foot up to your mouth. That is incredible flexibility. No wonder he's rarely injured. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, kudos to him. No wonder. Yeah. Maybe that's a new thing coming in, in the, uh, when they do the draft camp later this Com- year. The yeah, combine. The combine. The combine. They're doing the kicking. Uh, they're doing the, the jumping. They're doing the leaping. And they're going, mm. final question. Can you bite yeah. your toenails? Yeah, yeah. They go, oh, he got the big one, but the little piggy. Yeah. No good. Yeah, yeah. It's no good. He slipped down the order. That might be a thing for the people. You know, like the jumping, it's like, you know, 68, 78, 88. Like you kind of... The, the vertical you, leap. Yeah, you touch, you, you jump it, you touch it, and you know how many you go through. And mm. that could be the thing. Big toenail index, and then other one, and then down yep. to the little... Yeah, so it's like, yeah, he's... Yeah, look, he's vertical leaps, but you can only get down to the index. Look... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not right for our, our team. Do you have an index toe? I think you do. Maybe. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know what toes are called. All I know is there was a little piggy that went to the market and there was a... So that's, that's so much disrespect. All the way you home. I like this, that Jeremy McGovern is bringing toes into the, um, you know, into people's, the forefront of people's minds. We don't even know what the toes are called. Uh, we'll move on to a bit of trade news, Adam. There's Paul Connors, who is the manager of Andrew Gaff, Eagle Star, who would be a big factor in this game, okay? Massive factor in this game if he wasn't serving a, a large suspension. Yeah, they've overcome adversity, the Eagles, haven't they? They lost Gaff, they lost uh, Nick Nat. So they're, 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 doing it, they're doing really well considering two quality players. But So if Paul Connors is in the news, he must be saying that Andrew Gaff has decided where he's going to go. Is that correct? Well, yeah, and it's a detour. Like, he did say, like Eagles have lost a, a bunch of great players during the year. But, yes, Paul Connors said that he swears on my kid's life that the star Eagles midfielder hasn't made a call on his football future yet but says money won't be a factor in his decision. So Paul Connors has sworn on his kid's life that he has no idea whether or not the Eagles midfielder has made a call. So do we get to, do we get to follow that up? If he goes to North Melbourne, mm-hmm. do we... And if Paul Connors knew more than he is letting up. So, all right, do you think that... And, and who, who are we to say that... that that player managers at all, ever, mm. ever, talk to their clients. 
He probably hasn't even told Andrew Gaff that there's a, an offer on the table from North Melbourne. I mean, I, I imagine for years that Paul Connors has been the manager of Andrew Gaff and, like, that mm. doesn't even know him, has never met him, has never seen his face. Like, I reckon maybe, possibly, Paul Connors rocked up into the rooms one day after a win and said, mm. oh, g'day, I'm Paul, your manager. And Andrew Gaff went, what? Oh, it's great to put a face to the name. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, all, all we ever do is email. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought it was well, been, it... I thought it was being catfished by a manager for a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was giving 10% to someone else. But he also said to, uh, and this this makes me think that maybe Gaff is staying because mm-hmm. he said uh, Paul Connor says he's he's training and he's immersed in the football program at West Coast. He's training. Could you imagine? Would he be training the house down if he wasn't going to stay? Well, just in general, if you're not going to play again this year, are you really training, or are you uh, just out there just fucking around, kicking balls at people's heads? I reckon I, my impression was that I felt like that uh, Gaff would stay if the Eagles would lose, and so he kind of feels like he maybe might owe them something by the fact that he wasn't there in the end. But then you read the article here, and it says that it's reported that North Melbourne are offering him $7 million um, over seven years. And so yeah, but money's got nothing to do with no, it. No, but then, then I think to myself, oh, he's fucking gone. <laughs> no, but he just said that money's not a factor. He doesn't care about the extra you know, $3 million over seven years that it's going to, you know, bring his family and, and what he can do with that. He hasn't even thought about that. Yeah, but then there's a great twist to the story where they talked about Dylan Shield and whether he may not come back, he may come back to a Victorian-based club. And uh, and Paul Connor said, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. And you go, oh, he's <laughs> fucking gone. He's gone. He said he wouldn't be surprised either way whether he stayed or he went, which means he's gone. But again... How fucking non-committal is that? Oh, yeah, definitely he's going to go, but also could definitely stay Yeah, I mean, I at know, the same time. I know they can't come out and say, you know, what they're doing, but also, yeah. I mean, I just find it humorous, yes. We went a whole, you know, 10 months with... You yeah. know what You know what needs to happen is I think journalists need to stop talking to player managers. Because they don't give an answer, do they? Like, when does a player manager ever give an answer? Like, when no, I said, hey, hey who's, who's moving? Oh, yeah, definitely, he's gone, yeah. Look, he said, keep it quiet. <laughs> do not tell anyone. <laughs> But in fact, I'll break, I'll break down the contract for you now. Because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it the, um, was it Tom Lynch's manager, I think, jumped a fence to escape the cameras oh, fuck. when he, when they went to meet someone down, um, or maybe it was a Collingwood list manager, someone jumped a fence. Yeah, gotcha. To escape the, uh, the prying eyes of the, of the media. And it's like, yeah, stop talking to the managers. You yeah, know sure. they can't say anything, so you'd stop wasting their time. And I find it hilarious, too. Like, it's only in this line of work, too, where, like, people are kind of freaking out about where we're going to go. Like, if you talk about fucking, you know, big wigs of fucking Westpac or fucking NAB yeah. or something like that. Like, when have you seen, like, a, you know, a deputy CEO of NAB talking to Westpac and they're like, oh, fuck, man, we can't let the meeting. When they have fucking oh, far oh, more and- impact on our lives than anyone, it's Hang like, on. oh, no, we got to hide. Like, can I pull you? Can I pull you up on that? You obviously don't listen to Bank Time. <laughs> bank- <laughs> I listen to Bank Time, and those guys, mate, there's some fucking big movements going on there. Oh, they shit. lied, oh, mate. Shit. When the Royal Commission, listen to the Royal Commission episodes. They were fucking rippers. Oh, fuck, do you sh- do you listen to Financial Trade Radio? Fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, there's some good stuff out there. Ah, oh, shit, we got the fucking uh, general manager of CEO coming o- uh, coming over from South Australia <laughs> into uh, into fucking uh, Allianz. Oh, big- mate, there's. There's this, year tw- there's this year 12 kid who is a fucking whiz with figures. <laughs> if he doesn't end up at KPMG, I'll be fucking I'll be beside myself. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. Look, he's really good. <laughs> he's really good with his six-time tables. 
who really knows how to <laughs> waste some people out out of millions of dollars, and even if they're dead, there's <laughs> a real shiny light in my eyes. <laughs> Tell you what slipped through the cracks in all the excitement about the big dance this week is that the uh, probably bigger news, probably more exciting news, and I think that um, more of Australian rules football fans would be excited about. But they kind of—it's been buried. I'm, 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 I'm sorry it's so late in the in the episode, but uh, AFLX mm, mm. is undergoing on? a major revamp, which I thought, yeah, it, to me AFLX was perfect, but mm. now they're making it even perfecter. <laughs> Perfecter. Okay. Mm. So, like so my... how's this? So what they're going to do is uh, each side is going to be captained by an AFL franchise player. That's in quotes. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, they give here Scott Pendlebury or Patrick Dangerfield, right? Mm-hmm. And each of these captains gets the opportunity to pick their own teams via a live draft in the lead up to the event. Yeah, I like the idea. Take every back... Everybody back to primary school where they were traumatized by the idea of yeah, being picked yeah. last. Yep. Yeah, so if you're a little fat kid or you're a bit uh-huh. unco, yep. bad luck, bad luck, champ. It's all coming back. So what I really like about this is that you get, say, we'll go with Scott Pendlebury, okay? He's he's told, you're going out there. It's three days before the actual AFLX, and it's all going to be played in one day now, so we don't have to, you know, that's the one thing that I kept saying to you, mate, it's spread over too many weeks. I want it all. I want it concentrated on one afternoon so yeah, I can sure. really focus. Yeah, sure. It was like having heroin cut with something else. You wanted pure heroin. I did. That's you. You know, I always <laughs> ask for that. I think that's that's the that was the pitch to the AFL rules, yeah, no. uh, rules committee. It was like, guys, <laughs> yeah. Gil, Gil, you know heroin, yeah. <laughs> and you want it pure. Yeah, it's not, we're, we're putting we're putting baby aspirin in there. What are we doing <laughs> that for, Gil? We're fucking cutting down our own product. Now, what I like here is that, say, Scott Pendlebury will pick his own team via a live draft. So they'll go, all right, Pendles, who's going to be in your team? Yeah, sure. And then, of course... He'll go, teammate, uh, I know really well. And then... Well, I reckon it would be, uh, okay, here's the team that they told me to select anyway, just like we did with the last fucking AFLX, you yeah, cockheads. Yeah, good point. As if yeah. it's going to be a change. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And they want to play in Adelaide, Melbourne, and Brisbane. No, sorry, they were the two, te- three teams that won it last time. Do you think? They do you were. think maybe like the hurt is a bit more for Melbourne when the big loss yesterday, just by the fact that they kind of go, "Fuck, we could have, we could have, we could have made records here." We, yeah, we could have been. You, if you win a little dance, you want to win a big dance. If we we could have been the first ones to do the double. Yeah, it's fucking opportunity gone begging, isn't it? I think and so. It's just. It's just one of those things that you just—I don't know. It'll, you know what? That'll burn. That will drive them over the over the summer. Yeah, yeah. It will drive them over the summer until they get to the AFLX, mm, and when, then none of them want to play. Then, <laughs> and maybe yeah, two players are picked, and they're like, "Fuck, Pendles, what do you fucking do that for?" And then they're like, "Okay, I'll come out. And I'll <laughs> yeah. kick a fucking super doll, but I really don't want to be here." <laughs> it says here it remains to be seen how the AFL would fund the tournament. Given players could ask for payment for a day's work. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? God, fucking hell. What do you mean they ask for a day a day's pay? They're <laughs> like, hey fellas, you know how uh you know that one point two million dollar contract I'm on? I had to work on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but even that, the idea I mean yes, there's that, but also the idea that they go like we're all trying to work out this fucking idea of this fucking thing. It's like how fucking long have you had to work this shit out? Like yeah. A- a- yeah. how hard is it to do? <laughs> like 
They're moving on off fucking guy for like, like just, yeah, okay, fucking having fucking ideas and fucking two days, work it out, and you go, oh, do we pay them? Yeah, we should pay them, because we're fucking AFL and we're making fucking a whole bunch of fucking cash. Oh, I'm, I'm teeing off. I'm, te- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, wow. get, I just, whoa, get, whoa. I just get emotional about AFL X, okay? It's, it's, oh, that it's, is true. That it's, is true. It's, it's, it's still real to me, Adam. Mate, it's real to a lot of us, and that, that just shows, mate, you, it just showed, your passion showed through, buddy. You become irrational when we talk about AFL, and that's why that's why it's so far into the into today's episode because I didn't want you going like this. But early. look at all this shit! Like they can't fucking work out the AFLX. They fucking got all these rules flying around. They're going, oh, we've got a committee, and we don't know what we're going to do. It's like we'll fucking work it out. Like why did we have a rules committee fucking three weeks ago? Why haven't we had it in fucking February? And um, uh, fucking eighteen meter goal scrum. I'm I'm telling. I'm setting I'm setting Rod Carter Studios on fire in protest. Don't- don't burn our own shit down, man. We can't afford the, to lose the bond. All right, let me get you onto a happier topic. Uh, you're probably going to have a Brownlow medalist at your club on Monday night, which Fantastic is disgusting. Fantastic joining Cole Austin, Robert DiPietro, John Platt, and Shane Crawford as Hawthorne Brownlow medalists. Uh, but uh, Tommy Mitchell's manager yeah, started, put, started putting it out there that he was going to charge, uh, Tom Mitchell was going to charge $1,000 for each media appearance he made Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's amazing. That is incredible. So, so Neil Mitchell went with that story. Obviously, the manager had rung 3AW and said, hey, 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 you, you guys, you want, you want a Brownlow medalist, do you? And they're like, yeah, oh, fuck, we'd love Tommy Mitchell. They yeah. go, yeah, yeah, well, there's $1,000, mate, invoice. We'll send you the invoice. You fucking pay <laughs> it. Otherwise, you don't get Tom Mitchell. But having said that, Adam, in, in Tom Mitchell's defense and his manager's defense, like, I mean, Tom said he didn't know, he knows nothing about it, by the way. Um, and how much of that do you believe? Yeah, but also, I mean, we. I just want to make that clear by the fact we pretty much slandered two AFL managers <laughs> quite significantly earlier. So they don't know. They, they, they're they speaking the truth as well. Mm. But, I mean, who who doesn't electrify the airwaves like Tom Mitchell? Like, no, that, no, that's what I was getting angry about. Only $1,000? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Tom Mitchell, dude. Fuck. We should be managing him. <laughs> to be able to, to hear a man say that it was, a, it was fantastic to win. It mm. was I was lucky to get there. Uh, mm. It was a team effort. Got to thank my mm-hmm. teammates. Got to thank mm-hmm. the coach, the support staff. Yeah. Uh, look, it's been you know great coming to the Hawthorne. I uh, had a great time in Sydney. Mm. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that stuff live at, at quarter past 8 a.m. on Victorian Radio? That's 50 grand right there. Like, they just <laughs> undersold him so much. I'm just worried. I'm worried about Tom Mitchell's future now. Who like, do you think, think will win the grand well. final? The Collingwood yeah. or the Eagles? I mean, that, that's the stuff you get up for. That's the stuff you, that he deserves to be paid for. When did you think you were going to win it, Tom? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, round 17, round 18, right up to the end, round 23. Yeah. Tom, tell me, because yeah. I was watching the coverage, and even, even I knew... <laughs> Is it going to drive you? You, you? you went out in straight sets in the finals, Tom. Is that going to drive you over the summer? Where are you going for your break, Tom? Where are you oh, going? that's good. Have you proposed yet, Tom? I see you've got a girlfriend there, Tom. I saw you sitting with a lovely lass there at the Brownlow. What was she wearing, Tom? Oh, you don't know? <laughs> You're just the guy. She just went out and spent. Yeah, no, that's a good answer. Oh, man. Good on you, mate. All this stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 100 grand. I mean, yeah, definitely yeah. undersold. Undersold. You want to hear that stuff? Yeah. I mean, the money that he, he'll make on the speaker circuit post-football anyway. <laughs> if, I was, if I was Mitchell and I won that Brownlow, I would probably retire there and then because he's going to make more money with less risk on the circuit. Could you imagine him like just going to, like say, the Kyabram Footy Club? Yeah, the anecdotes. And then I showed up, to, I showed up on time and everything was fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. that you, 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 can't, you can't not kill that shit. Yeah, and I was like uh, number six at Sydney yep. in their pretty deep midfield. I probably was getting a little bit under, so I went to Hawthorne. Yep, sure, sure, yeah. Oh, was there any, any skullduggery there? No, it was all pretty above board. Yeah, <laughs> classic Mitchell. Yeah. Classic Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> On your tummy! Yeah, oh. Hey, mate, did you have a fucking few fucking frothies, a few fucking throffies after you got fucking 40 fucking possessions fucking 10 or 11 times in 2018? No, I just went back and did my rehab in the pool and yeah. just had a quiet night because obviously we had to get up and had to focus on the next week. Yeah, not <laughs> even fucking tummy, yeah, standing elation. I don't even notice possessions, you know, it's just for the team. If we win, <laughs> I, got, I got 50 and we didn't win. <laughs> Tommy, you're fucking nailing it. You're, yeah. fucking, you're, fucking, you're fucking sick cunt. You're fucking sick cunt. <laughs> that is what they will say. Got a quick football in real life for you, Adam? Shoot. Your favourite man in football from Billy. Saw ex-Demons coach Mark Neal today at a rather expensive cafe. Yes, Neildy and I are doing very well, it seems, on Bay Street, Port Melbourne. I was tempted to tell him he he was a a low dog, and then there was another word after that, but I'll leave that out (laughs) for lying on open mic. You know, we've we've slandered a lot of people today, so he he didn't lie uh, the other week, but settled to uh, decide to settle on Stink Eye from across the room. Good. And from this Snapchat. So he sent a Snapchat that he sent to his mates uh, with the caption, Fuck you, Neildy, you spineless bastard. On you boys. Loving, <laughs> loving the Ds this season. First time I've ever said that, regardless of what happens in Perth. Oh, there we go. Right. Regardless of what happens in Perth. Oh, good. We hope you're standing by that today. Yeah, yeah. Email us back, Billy. <laughs> Get your true opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's very nice to see uh, people stalking Neildy as well. I wonder if Neildy, like when, uh, say, the waitress comes back and the side of avocado's not there and his wife goes just leave it and then the, the tick the tick comes in he just starts starts fucking twitching she's like D- D- mark don't worry about it well he's i'm like, told and he's like and he's like you tell you tell that fucking waitress well i'm told it works out of the way so neil he goes out with the kids i'm gonna presume he has children and like mm. the, the, when they go to a waitress like the, the wife has to talk to Neildy and the kids have to talk to neil only he can talk to the waitress oh, yeah. it only goes yeah, through mark yeah, neil yeah. so That's it has to go enough. through him and then the orders come back and they're horribly fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I didn't know it at Cocoa Pops. You shut your fucking mouth. Because that's the way it goes. Hey, can I just, uh, one quick point. We talked about uh, uh, the Big Dance Entertainment last week on the show. And mm. apparently our knowledge of Johnny Diesel was horrifically incorrect. Uh, can I, I can send a junk sum apology. I think I feel like what you're going to say. Oh, no, that, that was pretty much it. Apparently... He was never with Rebecca Gibney. Yeah. There was another. Was it Jack Jones? Jack Jones. I, 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 I felt awful. I had a, I had a moment during that awful. week when I realised it was Jack Jones that was actually with Rebecca Gibney and not um, Johnny Diesel. And yeah, I mean that that kind of stuff that hurts. It's not good enough. <laughs> you know that that will drive us over the summer. Jack Jones. So fun fact: sung the pregame entertainment at the nineteen ninety six. Qualifying final between Hawthorne and Swans. Oh, fucking hell! So tell me, where was Jack Jones from? Was he? F- was oh, he from heck. a band? That's a big question. Uh, Jack Jones. Oh fuck, man! Don't make me go through fucking Jack Jones trivia. On he was a, a singer at least. Oh, by the name of Erwin Thomas. Okay, I'm falling down a Jack Jones rabbit hole right now. Okay, someone let's fucking get out of save it. me. Yeah, yeah, no, save me. Yeah. Uh, tip for the, the grand show. final. Live show, uh, September 30, uh, 39 tickets left, trybooking.com. Uh, tip for the grand final. Adam? I think Collingwood can do it. 
I think they as both... much as that that really fucking hurts me to say that. I think I just think the amount of chaos ball entries. Yeah. I think West Coast. If West Coast forwards dominate, then Collingwood won't be able to stop them. But I think the way the weather's looking, I don't think they'll be that much of a factor. What's the weather looking? Yeah, it's looking like mid-teens, so about 15 to 16. Not a great day. I think Collingwood. Yeah, sure. I reckon it's time the Eagles actually won one on the MCG. That's what I reckon. Okay. Or run, won a big one on the MCG. So, all right. And then, they, and then you, know, what a, you know, all the old-timers, you know, Curry, Cuz, they get out there and they <laughs> get around them. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're bringing them all out, Chad Fletcher. One last flat line for the boys. Fucking hell, fucking hell. Yeah, that'd be on the banner, the big ironing board. <laughs> it's just, it's just a flat. Yeah, just run through that. On that note, so everyone, gonna... enjoy your big dance week. What a week it's going to be. Um, you know, we're going to be going out uh, live on Sunday. Come and join us. Get yourselves the tickets. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go. Oh, I don't know who to go. I'll go no one. Okay. See ya. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.